In this episode, we're going to begin a new series titled Overcoming Rejection on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life, one soul at a time. And so glad to be with you today. And we're going to be beginning a, a new series about the idea of rejection. And the reason why I'm doing that is because all of my life, that has been an issue in my life, to be honest with you, and something that I have often battled and tried to overcome, and sometimes in my own strength. Um, however, by, by God's grace, He has helped me to not only overcome it, but not be defined by it. Uh, often, uh, the pains that we go through define us instead of develop us. And rejection is, is, no, uh, is no different than that. And so, in this series, uh, today we're going to be specifically talking about what is a rejection mindset? How is that defined? What does it mean? And uh, we've all been rejected in our lives, uh, from our first crush growing up as teenagers maybe, uh, maybe a job rejection where we were really hurt, or maybe there was an interview that we had that, that just really didn't sit well and didn't go well, and so we took it as personal rejection. Maybe you've been betrayed. Maybe you've been stabbed in the back by a very close friend and it really, really hurt. Uh, so, But this series is not about being rejected as much as it's about walking in a rejection mindset. Because it's one thing to experience something. It's a, another thing to be defined by that experience in an unhealthy or toxic way. And this is why we want to talk about rejection. And Rejection is a harsh reality, even in the Bible. Uh, just because you had these people who were later considered saints or perfect, doesn't mean they didn't go through things, and they all struggled very much. And uh, th I think about a, a prophet named Jeremiah, who it says of him that he sank in the mud. You know, he was thrown in this in this uh, well and left to die. And and so imagine how rejected he felt by this experience of being done to him. Job said, all of my intimate friends abhor me, and those whom I loved have turned against me. So Job experienced rejection by his close friends, because nobody can reject you reject you like people who love you, right? So David even said, I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors. David experienced seasons of rejection, even though he was a king, even though kings have people who love them and adore them. But David was rejected. And Jesus, it is said in Isaiah, it, it describes him as, as a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief, but it also says that he knew what rejection was. He was despised and rejected of men. And Jesus himself said this, he says, all of them deserted, uh, it, it says of him, all of them deserted him and fled in Mark 14, 15. So with all this rejection happening, does it mean that Rejection is necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely not. Rejection can actually be a good thing if it makes you grow, if it develops you and hardens you in a good way and makes you tougher as a person. In an article called The Overpraised Generation, Carol Dweck, uh, Dr. Carol Dweck uh, of Stanford said this, Well-intentioned parents have unwittingly left their kids defenseless against failure. The current generation of millennials, born between 1980 and 2001, grew up playing sports where scores and performance were downplayed because everyone is a winner. 
and their report cards had more positive spin than a reality uh, press release. And uh, that is a very, very interesting observation when you think about it, that, that if you grew up that way, this is no criticism against you. Uh, but the point I'm making is this, that rejection doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. Rejection can cause you to grow as a person. It can either be a stone in your shoe, or it can be a piece of sand that in the right conditions creates a pearl. And that's why it's so important that you don't necessarily uh, deny rejection or refuse it in your life, but let it become fuel for growth. So let me say this, that being rejected and walking rejection are two totally different things. This is why we're talking about overcoming rejection, not in terms of denying it or running away from it or ignoring it, but not letting it define you, not letting it become your personality, not letting it warp you as a person. Experiencing rejection in a healthy way is when we allow it to pass in and out of our hearts without letting it fester, without letting it become poisonous. This kind of rejection is painful but it doesn't define you. It only damages you, but doesn't define you. And you'll be healed from it eventually, and hopefully stronger. However, experiencing rejection in an unhealthy way is when it passes through our spirit, our mind, right, our hearts, and stays there until you begin to think and feel and process relationships from a spiritual orphan's point of view. What is a spiritual orphan? It's someone who, who lives like they've been abandoned by God and everybody else. And they live that way. So they become rejectors. They become users. They become angry. And this kind of rejection will define us and it will damage and hurt us in the long run. So one of, one of Satan's primary weapons against people in general is to lead them to walk in a rejection mindset. He wants especially those followers of Christ to walk this way because the church is really supposed to be a place and Christian fellowship is supposed to be a place of covenant, family, and acceptance. And Satan wants to destroy that, so he wants people walking in rejection so that they don't fellowship with anybody because they, they've been hurt or, or they've seen too many hypocrites in the church. And, and uh, so, But first, what is a rejection mindset today? What does it mean to walk in rejection? And this is a definition I put together based on all the research I've done and reading. I read about five or six books on rejection and uh, did a series at our church on it a while ago. But a rejection mindset is to live as if you are cast aside, thrown away, or have no value whatsoever. Rejection taps into the feeling of an orphan that an orphan has when they have no place to call home. And we've We've shared that story before about that, that woman who was rejected by her father for being pregnant as a teenager, and she went and, and started a, a brothel and became very, very rich and successful as a businesswoman. And on her gravestone, she, she put the sad words, I just want to be home. I just want to come home because her whole life became defined by her father's rejection. So what are some causes of rejection today? Unwanted pregnancy. Maybe a child is born with defects. I've seen that in my ministry many times. Uh, in people, I you know, I, I run through life with where they have a child born a certain way, and one of the spouses just can't handle it, so they either leave or or it cut or causes some kind of stress in the family. A child born the wrong sex, so to speak, 
can charge can, can cause rejection where maybe mom or dad wanted a girl and they got a boy or vice versa. Abandonment from a mother, a father or a spouse, or a friend. Physical, mental, verbal, or sexual abuse can definitely be be fodder for for rejection. Rejection from people such as betrayal, divorce, unfaithfulness, all those things can cause a rejection mindset. It can lead us to live like, what's wrong with me? Why don't people want me? You know, what, what imperfection do I have that makes, makes me wrong? And rejection not only can be defined these ways, but it can be fatal in many ways. The results of rejection are very, very telling. It hinders us from receiving the Father's love, meaning the Father in heaven. We become unable to see what God has done and wants to do for us. And all we see is the pain. And we tend to dwell on only the negative things that God hasn't done in our life or that have happened to us. And in that story of the prodigal son, his older brother, who had never left home, uh, was the perfect model of what a good boy is, but he had one basic problem, that he never left home, but he was never really home, because he never knew what it was to be in his own father's love. Because when his brother came back for forgiveness, he didn't want to forgive him, which means he didn't really know himself what forgiveness is or what it means to be accepted from his own father. But we find that when people are hindered from their father's love, they have a problem, a problem not only receiving God's love, but love from other people. But rejection also attacks our identity. We struggle with knowing who we are in this world and what we are about. And that's why maybe we, we run from thing to thing, always looking, who am I, who am I, who am I? Or we, we are insecure, we want to impress people, you know, and say, I do all these things because we feel that we've never been really accepted. Another problem is rootlessness. You never feel like you have a home or are home in any situation. You may have a roof over your head, but you have no real roots in your life, and you struggle to feel accepted. A person that is never rooted becomes a wanderer. They tend, like I said earlier, to go from thing to thing, like, like, like Cain in the Bible. Cain was one of the first brothers in the Bible, Abel's brother. And uh, when God corrected him, Instead of receiving the correction and saying, let me fix this, he became a wanderer and went away from God and walked in rejection. A wanderer never grows because they never become rooted because you really need roots to grow. You need family roots. You need friendship roots. You need some kind of roots to grow. And when you become a wanderer, you cease to, to progress because we, we only grow as we rub shoulders with other people. But one of the big defining things of, of rejection is bondage to fear. When we walk in rejection, we become a slave to fear. The fear of never being accepted, of never being enough, of never loving, of, of never just being smart enough, being pretty enough, being good-looking enough, being rich enough, being competent enough or talented enough. Those are signs of rejection. So how does God see us walking in rejection? How does he see our walking in rejection? Well, you might be surprised because just when you think God might look at us and say, well, get over it and just, you know, do A, B, and C. And uh, God loves us so much that he sees us like children who ran away from home, like his children. Not, not, not necessarily leaving a home in a physical sense, 
But some people leave home emotionally, spiritually, or mentally. And even though they may be there, they're not there. And somebody once put it this way, the farther we run away from the place where God dwells, the less we're able to hear His voice, the voice that calls us beloved. And this is, Henry Nouwen said this, of course. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Henry Nouwen, if you never heard of him. He, he was a uh, Catholic uh, uh, monk and just uh, worked with developmentally disabled children. He was just an amazing guy. So think about how many children have left home in a rejected mindset that later affected their choices. That They became someone who they were never meant to be. And Bishop Joe Matera puts it this way, I believe that all the emotional, physical, spiritual ills of society can be traced to human feeling, humans feeling any, any alienated from God and the biological fathers. And there's something about in us as a race that, that lives like orphans and we don't even know it. So how does God see us? He also sees us like this, like sons and daughters who don't know how much they are loved. Do you know how much God loves you? Do you know how much He has accepted you? How much He wants you to be part of His life? How, how much he wants, he wants to bring you to your destiny in Him? And uh, again, Henry Nouwen said this about the, the prodigal son, leaving home is a denial of the spiritual reality that I belong to God with every part of my being, that God holds me safe in an eternal embrace, that I am indeed carved in the palms of God's hands and hidden in their shadows. What a beautiful way to put it. And this is why it's important to know that God loves you no matter where you are, no matter who you are. You may not be perfect. You may be an outright sinner, so to speak. You know, you may be doing evil things and God still loves you and wants to restore you. But God also sees us this way, as orphans that He must pursue. A big part of why Jesus came is not just to forgive us our sins, but to make us into sons and daughters. John 1.12 says, But to all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave power to become children of God. That's why Jesus came, to restore your, your son and daughtership to God, because sin separates us from God. It makes us orphans. When some walk in rejection, right, in, like a spiritual orphan, they see their Christian walk as a pass-fail or sin-repentance matter instead of as a son or daughter matter. In other words, they only see God as a prison warden, not as a mother or a father who loves them and, and wants to restore them. Romans 8.19 says this, for, for creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. There's, there's this completion God wants us to have as His children to be finally accepted as His sons and daughters and to know that we are finally accepted in Him. So I'll leave you with this question. Are you walking in rejection? Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adop adoption where we cry when we cry, Abba, Father. God doesn't want you to see yourself as someone who has been rejected, as someone who has been uh, in, in that place where, where, where you constantly feel like you're not enough and, and nobody cares about you. And, and yet, at the same time, God loves us so much that He gave His only begotten Son. That's how much He loves us. And so as we look to the future, and as we, as we look in our lives, as we walk in Him, 
remember how much God loves you. And uh, remember to subscribe to this channel. Check us out on YouTube, soul02.com. And, and our, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're, we're on, uh, we have a website, soul02.com. Check it out because we want to help people find God and find hope. So thank you for joining us. God bless.